Welcome, everybody, to the Ventures Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Peyton, and with me is my co-host, Horn. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? It's going great. We got a great show for everyone this week. We're, of course, continuing Batman Month in the lead-up to the Batman, releasing March 4th. With uh, Last week, we did the Tim Burton Batman movies. So if you want to listen to that, go back and listen to last week's podcast. But this week, we are going through the Joel Schumacher (laughs) Batman movies, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Are they underrated? Are they complete garbage like the reviews suggest? We will answer those questions. One of those may be true and one of those isn't. uh, One of them was interesting. The other one... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But of course, we got the news of the week. We got some No Way Home news. We got some. We got some uh, Loki season two news. Of course, the Peacemaker finale. So why don't we uh, head straight into the news of the week with some Star Wars news? Uh, John Williams will reportedly be returning to compose music for the Obi Wan series. The yeah. Goat returns. Yeah. Now. Uh. Per the report, Goat. it seems like he only might be doing like one or two tracks. No, but shit, I'm, I'm not watching uh, it. I'm, just, I'm not watching it. John Williams is John Williams. John Williams is like composed the main theme. He's composed the whole track. He really should. But damn, I need that man to get his money. Just give more him more money. Room. Anything John Williams does, it's like he, he elevates movies so much. Star Wars, Superman. Like in, what did he do? He did uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, he did. The goat, Man. truly, truly the goat. But uh, uh, five composers, definitely a hundred percent. He's up there. Yeah, he might be number one to be honest. Number one, number one, and number two is uh, Danny Elfman. Personally, I'd say Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri is an honorable mention. Arguable for top five. No, no, no. I think he's top five. You know who I don't think you know. Okay, here's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> here's an unpopular opinion. A composer that I don't think deserves to be in top five that everyone seems to love, and I don't really. Uh, I mean, here's his, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, it's here's Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Oh fucking! Uh, idiot. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like his scores obviously aren't bad. Like he's still like he's still he's definitely he's an honorable mention. He's still way up there, but um. Just a lot of them I just don't find memorable, and he does a lot of the blah <laughs> things, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, but next piece of Star Wars news. Uh, this one's actually pretty interesting. John Watts is in talks to direct a mysterious Star Wars series for Disney+. Plus, uh, Rumored to be what? the previously rumored High Republic series, whatever that'll be. But yeah, John Watts is rumored uh, to be at least a director for that, for whatever series this is. John Watts doing a Star Wars. This man's career trajectory is wild. Off, off the fucking charts. Like, he he went from, like, doing, like, this, like, uh, like I don't even know what that, like, an indie film, and that's pretty much, like, one film. That's pretty much it. And then he's on to Spider-Man. <laughs> he's doing Spider-Man. He did a complete Spider-Man trilogy. A, a really successful one and a really and a really good one in my opinion and now he's doing he's rumored to be doing Star Wars he's doing a movie with Brad Pitt and he's doing Fantastic Four too. and he's doing Fantastic Four what the hell 
<laughs> this man's yeah, this man's career trajectory is weird. <laughs> I've never I've never seen something like something like that like at all. But yeah, I'm excited to see what he does with Star Wars. Moving on to some Marvel news, I'm going to save DC for last this time. Uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who also directed episodes for the upcoming Moon Knight series, will direct a majority of the episodes for Loki Season 2. Because, uh, as we all know at this point, Kate Heron, the previous director, said she wasn't going to be returning for Season 2 for reasons unknown. Uh, which sucks, uh, but, you know, they got to... They got to move on. So they got these Moon Knight directors, which is very exciting because the Moon Knight show seems very well directed. Uh, I'm very excited to see uh, if they sort of try to replicate Kate Heron's style or if they try to bring their own flavor to it. Because it seems like the way this series is going in season two, it seems like it's going to feel different. You know what I mean? Uh, So uh, I, I, I am excited to see where this goes. And they seem like... Pretty good directors. So, yeah. Next piece of Marvel news. Mm. Uh, This one has me depressed. (laughs) No Way Home's digital release has been delayed to March 22nd, previously dated for February 28th or March 1st. Uh, But it is rumored that... Well, there's a couple rumors that part of this is because No Way Home is still doing well on the box office... They don't want that to stop anytime soon, especially considering we're already in late February, which is weird to think about. Uh, But also that they might be releasing an extended cut of No Way Home, which is rumored to be releasing March 11th. I I don't know what that's going to be like because they they released an uh, extended version of Far From Home back in 2019 with the little... Peter trying to getting uh, ready for his trip. So they, it's not like this, this is the first time they've done this. I don't know what this will uh, entail. There's, you know, the leaked ish names of the deleted scenes with Matt Murdock and also more Spider-Man multiverse stuff. So if those would be included, shit, <laughs> I, might, I, might, I might have to go and see it. You know what I mean? I'm definitely, it, it depends how much like footage is there, but I'm definitely tempted to go and see it again if uh, if there's an extended cut. But I also wonder if they're going to like release that with the Blu-ray. I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm still mad they cut out the Far From Home scene. <laughs> I'm still mad about it. I'll never not be mad about it. Oh yeah. People were saying how like it wouldn't fit with a, with, with a tone of the movie. That doesn't like, make any sense, but okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually you know, you know what hold on I'm, I'm actually gonna go I'm gonna go to that I'm gonna go to that March 11th thing I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to it good when is March 11th is that a Friday that is a Saturday a Saturday kidding, I, I no it's a no Friday idea. it's a Friday yeah it's a Friday I just shut my handy dandy laptop yeah I'm definitely if that end of, ends up becoming a real thing I'll, I'll probably I'll probably go see that but uh on to some DC news, and all the DC news is pretty much just Peacemaker stuff. <laughs> Peacemaker has been renewed officially for a season two, and yes. it's also being reported that James Gunn will both write and direct every episode. This man is not getting Dude, a break. <laughs> his his 
His fucking brain is going to be fucking mushy. They're still filming the holiday special and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 right now. There's He still has a Suicide Squad a spinoff show in development. And Peacemaker Season 2, which is re- they reportedly want to start filming this this year, like this fall or something like that. I I mean, mean this man, this this man is going nonstop. <laughs> this, man, this man hasn't slept in years. <laughs> but uh yeah, with that has come with the Peacemaker finale. What are your thoughts? Spoilers, of course, for the Peacemaker finale and the Peacemaker yeah, as a whole. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you're getting spoiled. Um so I'm finale, I think it was pretty good. Um, kind of convenient, but that's the whole point. Um, see, like I just, I I wish that I was part of it. You know, like if it was me in it, you know what I would do, bro. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I I love how, um, like we kind of saw like a different side of Goff. Like now, I mean, of course, like you know him and Mern or Goff and Mern had conflicts or whatever. But like you know, Mern was like saying how like she's pure evil and she just wanted to take over the planet or whatever. When in reality, Goff was like, we just wanted another home to have our people on here too. And humans were killing their world yeah. and they want to go through that. So they wanted to essentially save the world yeah. uh, by essentially taking over the world. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah it, 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 the, the finale definitely brings up an interest an interesting question because it's like yeah humans humans are killing the world and these you know butterflies are are like trying to save it essentially but at the same time it brings up it mirrors peacemaker in the sense that in the suicide squad in the beginning of the series he's like you know he does whatever he needs to do for peace how, how no matter how many women men women and children he needs to get it or whatever they're essentially doing the same thing. They they want peace and they will and they are willing to do anything to get said peace. And obviously Peacemaker doesn't go through with that cuz he's grown and changed and whatever. And he even asks himself whether he just doomed the world and Adebayo I think accurately brings up like I mean maybe maybe you did but also if you didn't then we wouldn't have free will. So it's a it's a it's a double edged sword, ain't it? Yeah, and it's just like one of those things to where like you know they you know they, there is that there is that dilemma to where it's like yeah they're essentially taking over people taking over people's lives, um and like you know killing them kind of like a thing, which were like the uh, as a pop point explained in the Suicide Squad, um so it's like are they really? saving others if they're just killing them as well and just taking over their bodies i mean like you know, who knows but maybe maybe that will be deeply explained in season two um it also kind of reminds me of a plot point in eternals with druid because drew was like i don't want fucking humans killing each other i'm gonna just take over their minds and just have except them. drew isn't killing anyone yeah, yeah except drew isn't killing anyone he's like in a sense like like protecting people to where they don't kill themselves, but with Mer- with like with Goff, she's sending butterflies to go take these motherfuckers out. And it's kind of sad how like they'll take over their minds, but yeah, they also have like their memories and how they were as a person. That's pretty, it's pretty deep. 
Um, and it's even weirder, and, and that's why part of me thinks that Goff is just being, it was just, you know, being manipulative because you also have other butterflies like uh, the, I, I, I don't know if it's a right-hand man, but the guy who was playing the police officer's right-hand man, that guy, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, he, he said humans are pathetic. So obviously they have some sort of, you know, like v- issue vendetta. with humans. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, you got that. And speaking of, like, all that stuff, like, Economos. Economos were freaking. Econigo? Freaking tough. <laughs> like, guys getting bullied. Yeah, I know. Dude. That's sad, man. Dude's making people cry. James Gunn made people cry over a beard. Freaking it's crazy. Beard. James Gunn yeah, is man. wild. James Gunn is wild. Um, also, like, loved. Not, you know, not only that, but. It was nice seeing like, pe- I'm not a big fan of like the whole like seeing like past people thing like, like kind of like, like like the ghost aspect, like the, the mental ghost. Oh, aspect. like with, his, not a with big his dad. Fan. Yeah, with his dad. It yeah, and it was also of, one like, of those things. It's like he seems like he's kind of going crazy, but then it was just kind of dropped. Mm-hmm. It's like why? Why do we need that? It it did kind of seem like a a random yeah. thing thrown in, but it, it's whatever. But uh, James Gunn has to stop making me think Vigilante is dead. Oh, yeah, this dude. I, I, I Man, Jesus. And also, at, for a moment when uh, Harcourt got shot, I, a part of me was like, oh, no, she's going to die. But then another part of me realized, and this is why sometimes news and stuff can ruin some things, but not only was uh, season two confirmed before the uh, season finale came out, so I was like, okay, okay, maybe she's not dead. Then I re- then I remembered, it's uh, apparently Harcourt will appear in another DC thing at some point, and so I was like, okay, well she can't die then. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of that was kind of tough, but yeah, no one died. Yeah, fucking, unfortunately, fucking Econigo like suffered like from like the. So, so from shit writing, stumbled over a goddamn fence post and then got his leg broken. She was horrible. I like that. And then he fucking he crawled all the way over to the field. What a fucking G. Crawled and all the way over there. Guy tripped, my guy tripped and his bones stay out. He looks, he's like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. It's like, oh, my leg. <laughs> my leg. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I saw some people confused sort of later in the episode when, you know, Hardcore and Vigilante were down. And then Autobio goes out and just starts murking people. I saw some people confused that are like, wait, like she can just do all this stuff now? And I think people miss that she has the training. Her yeah, her, her whole training. thing was that she hasn't she hadn't actually killed anyone before. And she mm-hmm. has never actually been in the field. But she has had the training, so it's not... So uh, that that checked out for me, but like the action sequence of them all going, you know, infiltrating everything, was freaking yeah. sick. And hardcore vigilante and peacemaker were just popping off, especially peacemaker with that shield, the way he just like, oh yeah, uppercut someone and just slammed them and fucking shot the shield and then it fucking got caught in their face. Yeah, freaking crazy, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I know that shit. That shit was crazy. But uh, I love I love the helmets, like the the human torpedo. 
Yeah. And the the sonic boom, that shit was dope. I thought it was hilarious. Because <laughs> she's like, torpedo! And she's and then bombed her. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But that was, that was a cool, like, fucking using the human torpedo to kill the cow. Yeah. <laughs> but she was she was she was all like woozy <laughs> like really stand up and she was like what what the <laughs> and then she just launches into it <laughs> oh man Parada by hate to see and then and then like we get, and then we didn't talk about this but then you see like you know of course after everything's done we see the justice league of course <laughs> and see yeah the silhouettes of you know the Flash, Aquaman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and then we see James, uh, Jason Momoa, and Ezra Miller. Yeah, and of course, <laughs> and, and Peacemaker's like, "You're you're late, you fucking dickheads." <laughs> yeah, you late, you fucking dickheads. Go fuck another fish. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck another fish, asshole. <laughs> like, I just love it. Aquaman, like, Aquaman's like, "I fucking hate this rumor." <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he's like, it's not a rumor. He's like, "Fuck you, Barry." <laughs> And of course, with that comes controversy. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into the little bit of the controversy, I want to talk about um, uh, how they how they shot that. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote um, uh, James Gunn here. He said, "Quote: I think before we ever shot the show, we talked to Jason Momoa about it. We were like, listen, Peacemaker says you fuck fish all the time, <laughs> and we were a little afraid he'd be upset, but he just laughed. He was cool." So he was pretty much on board from the beginning. And then Ezra, I just found out through some common friends, like my movies a lot. And so I asked if he would come in and shoot his scene, and he kindly agreed to do that. Actually, Marvel shot Ezra for us while, we're, while we were shooting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then uh, he, James Gunn, explained that like the cameo was sort of part of a quid pro quo scenario. And it turns out the, guy, the actor who played Mern, who was going to be playing probably the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, actually shot his audition on the set of Peacemaker using the DC crew. So it was, in a sense, Marvel kind of owed, owed DC. So was, that's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. Yeah, but and then with that comes, you know, comes a controversy. Everyone's, oh, there's multiple controversies, all stemming from, you guessed it, the Snyder fans. Um, So... <laughs> Jesus, uh, I think one of the controversies is they're mad that the, the, they felt that Aquaman and the Flash, these versions felt disrespected, and it felt like it came out of the Joss Whedon version. I didn't feel that at all. When I watched it, I was like, this actually falls in line with the Snyder cut, because in the in the Snyder cut, there was a lot more banter between Flash and Aquaman, a lot more, you know, them butting heads. Especially during yeah. the uh, Superman fight, I, so I, I thought I thought it made perfect sense just because he just because he says like he, he was like I I, I I don't even know I don't know what I, I don't I truly don't know what the complaint really is other than oh they made a joke they disrespected them <laughs> you know what I mean I just I don't, I don't understand I think it was cool like I mean people just can't fucking enjoy things like I mean, it was cool to see fucking. Aquaman and Ezra Miller and shit, but I mean, whatever. People gotta complain, I guess. People gotta complain. By people, we mean Snyder fans can never be happy. Mm. But uh, along with that, you'll uh, notice that two characters are, you know, missing, which is Batman and Cyborg. 
And initially, when the episode came out, all this backlash towards James Gunn because uh, people can't use their brains. Um, and then it came out, Joss Whedon, or Joss Whedon, <laughs> Jesus, James Gunn was in an interview with Variety, and he said that he couldn't use them because he said he couldn't, he, he knows why, but he doesn't know if he can say why. So obviously mm. it's a Warner Brothers thing, and then after that, uh, it turns out he actually did have stand-ins there for Batman and Cyborg. The stand-in actor for Batman posted on his Instagram saying that, you know, in the Batman suit, the Affleck Batman suit, that him and the Cyborg stand-in got cut out. So obviously, all this misplaced anger towards James Gunn, <laughs> because people just love to just automatically go to shit on someone when they don't know the full fucking story uh because batman and cyborg weren't in it so now obviously all this people are you know mad at warner brothers and stuff like that which i mean you know makes sense with all the behind the scenes stuff especially with the with ray fisher it makes sense that he was sort of scrubbed out obviously he shouldn't have been but like it, it, it makes sense that Warner Brothers would make him do that. But as far as Batman goes, I feel like I feel people are like, oh, it's because they don't they don't respect Affleck's version or whatever and they want to erase him, whatever. But it's like if they if they didn't want to do that, they wouldn't have Affleck in the Flash movie. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like they just erased the Batman in there because they weren't sure where this was going to fall in the timeline and they didn't know whether it would be Affleck or Keaton's version, so they just just erased him. So I don't I don't think the Batman part was that deep, but the cyborg part, yeah, they definitely did that because of the, the whole drama and shit with Ray Fisher. Yeah. Either way, can we just be happy that they were even in there? That, that's exactly what I'm saying, bro. Like it was just cool to see. Like Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa have like you know their little cameo, and also like like the Superman was clearly Henry Cavill's version. Like, what did we see Henry Cavill? Was it Henry Cavill? No, it was another stand-in who also posted his suit. It was actually it was the Justice League suit, um, but it was clearly supposed to be Henry Cavill's Superman. Which all that yeah. does is tell me that maybe we're not done with that version of Superman. Hopefully, maybe please. Stop. Listen, if if. If they felt like they wanted to bring a different Superman version in, they would have, you know, erased him too. I'm just saying. I don't Cal was Cal was the best Superman. Just kidding. But uh, the stand-in actor for the Superman looked looked uh, he looked like Henry Cavill. It was actually kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that's that is the peacemaker finale do you have any uh do you have any final thoughts i think i, mean, I think it was a good finale i'm i'm excited for season i'm excited for season two for sure um okay i, I can't wait to see i want to see more of judo master he's mm. fucking hilarious yeah i thought he'd be in the show more I'm yeah i'm kind of surprised like, that he wasn't in the, that much considering he was like i feel like well, i mean, I mean it's, just, it's just an intro and my mind is that like an intro like um like kind of like has like meaning towards like the actual show. Since like I thought like, you know, Judo Master was on like Peacemaker's shoulder, I thought that they were gonna have like a moment 
or Judah Masters would be part of the actual yeah. team. But they I almost not. Yeah. Yeah, but there's always season two. But, uh, yeah. What were your overall thoughts on the like the, the show series? as a whole? Yeah. I think it's I think it's really good. It's um definitely of course, you know, this is like DC the DCEU's like first live action show. Uh I honestly want to see more. I want to see where they would take it. Um take yeah, the live action like aspect for the DCEU in terms of the shows. Would you say it's the best superhero show of all time? Oh no, fuck no. Yeah, I agree. I've been seeing a lot of that though. They're like, this is the best superhero TV I mean, show. And I'm like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's up there though. I mean, it's definitely up there. And but Daredevil of course, exists. You know, is that yeah? <laughs> it, and it's, it's that it's that good because it's written and directed by James Gunn. But still, it's also like one of the things where it's like, I mean, it wouldn't be of all time. It's kind of shushing it right there. Definitely. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I really like the show as a whole as well. I didn't, I went in not knowing what to expect, uh, especially considering, you know, the mm. aftermath of the Suicide Squad. I didn't know, I trusted that James Gunn would make a good TV show. I was not worried about that. But I was worried that I maybe wouldn't care about the character. I wasn't sure about... Well, actually, I was sure about... I was going to say I wasn't sure if John Cena could put in a a layered performance. But we we saw that in The Suicide Squad. So that's that wasn't really a huge uh, concern. But as far as like the team goes with Harcourt and Economos and stuff like that, who were, you know, uh, some were present in The Suicide Squad... Um, I wasn't sure if I'd care about them either. So I was like, yeah, they were cool in the Suicide Squad, but do I want do would I would eight episodes of them, you know, work. But of course it's James Gunn. <laughs> so should have been should have been worried at all. And obviously James Gunn somehow takes this guy who you fucking hate at the end of the Suicide Squad and end up making you really like him and feel for him and root for him and so now i'm really trying to rewatch the suicide squad with this with this you know added layer to peacemaker and i want to see what that uh if that does anything for the suicide squad i'm sure it will oh oh yeah also uh, they just love they just love jabbing you in the fucking heart pun intended uh, with with this with the scene of oh, yeah, Peacemaker Rick, just Rick kill, killing killing Flag over and over. Yeah, they 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 played that shit like three or four times during the show. I'm like, why you got to do this to me, man? I was like, dude, like I mean, because like you can also tell how like, how much that shit affected him. Like you yeah. can tell, which is which cool. Is like, yeah, it's cool because it's like can't fucking James Gunn. James Gunn obviously knew. That Rick Flagg's death would fucking hit different. <laughs> because he wrote this show before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. So, dude's a genius. <laughs> Dude is a genius. What would you What would you rate the show? I rate the show an 8.5 out of 10. I'd probably give it an 8 out of, 8 out of 10. Really good. Really, really good. E- easily, easily one of DC's best. Yeah, for sure. Like, by far. Yeah. Because, I you definitely know, DCU's trash. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, it kind of is, but you know, I, I, I wanted to see. I want to see what I want to see next season. I want to see more of Vigilante's serious side. 
Mm. I would like to see that a little bit more. That's like Corey's vigilante is fun. He's funny and like he brought a lot of humor to the show. But I feel I don't want it to be like a Guardians of the Galaxy two where it's too much humor and like just not enough seriousness, especially when it comes to characters. I feel like the overall like tone of the show it balanced it out balanced it out but i'm just saying like when it comes to the characters like i don't want vigilante to be a total like humor fest you know yeah like imagine seeing vigilante with the skills he has but in fucking anger mode that shit would be fucking awesome and we kind of saw that in the prison a little bit yeah we did see that and in that the shit was cool as fuck i know right yeah i'm definitely trying to see that it'd also be great i mean uh, you 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 always want these characters to be layered. That's what makes it interesting, right? So, you know, to you got to add that extra la- layer to Vigilante. We get a little bit of it, but yeah, it, it should definitely be expanded on. And part of me thinks that maybe it wasn't expanded upon as much as maybe it could have been because the role had to be recast, like in the middle of shooting. <laughs> or like three episodes in, they recast. And the previous actor didn't seem anything at all like I, I don't I don't remember the actor's name for current vigilante, but he didn't seem like him at all. So Adrian Chase, yeah, the same the same Adrian Chase from Arrow. No, yes, dumbass. It is. It's the same. It's the same one. No, yes, it is. No, it isn't. Dumbass. It is. No, it's not. Stop. Dumbass. Shut up. Shut no, up. <laughs> no, I know. I know it's not the same one from Arrow, but it's funny just how they how they have. I mean, it's just the same one. Yeah, like the same like version. Of vigilante, what what what, you what what if he gets a new suit and he's like a Prometheus? How'd you feel? That'd be that'd be pretty sick. He, he, he gets like a Prometheus like costume. Nah, I feel like, I feel like this costume is really it's really good. Snake eyes, <laughs> snake eyes. But yeah, I'm actually surprised at throughout the series there was actually less action than I uh, expected. Yeah, which is fine Definitely. by me. Definitely a lot of exposition. Yeah. Which is which I know you yeah, you love dialogue. Love me some dialogue. But man, I love I love the, the turning point of the of the show, aka what I learned in my directing class, the fulcrum of uh of the of the team when like uh Adebayo puts on the the helmet and sees that Mern's a fucking butterfly. That was a turning point for sure. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, my my thing was like I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna make Hardcore a butterfly or have her like already be a butterfly, but she's just a regular person. Cause yeah, like she she, she walks up to the fucking like Mern and Adebayo, she thinks she knows I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, huh? Imagine a uh, goth becomes hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of speaking of that, it, I thought it was kind of, I don't know if weird's the right word, but like the fact that Goff is just kind of chilling with Peacemaker. Well, yeah, because like, I mean, she doesn't, I mean, yeah, because she doesn't hate, she doesn't yeah. hate Peacemaker. Peacemaker. But I guess he also has like nothing left either. So, yeah, okay, I should say, I don't think they have genders. Smashing either way. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Want to run that by me again? You want to cut that out of the video? <laughs> nah, I'm not cutting it out. That's staying in. No. Because don't forget, uh, Goff was also in, uh, you know, that guy. So What guy? The the, the political guy. The 
politician, I think he was. Remember the he was Oh yeah, kill oh him yeah, you Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Then and then and then, and then she went in, and then and then he went to my Asian wife, my Asian crush of the series. <laughs> I'm still sad she got taken over. Top. I know. But she dude. did a really good job. She did it. She she did she did a really good job. And now she's gone. Fucking As much as I you know, the fucking all the fucking racist bits in the fucking show. It's like what did he say? Chicken like chopsticks or some shit? Some something like that. I don't know. I was like, I was like, so I, was like oh, my, I was like, my God. <laughs> and then he's like he said something about like oh yeah, yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, like I want some of my noodles. It's, it's like your people has pretty good noodles. I'm like, I'll give you that. And like, I was like, what the f-? fuck? Oh, you want, you want you want one of the bit I like too of that series? Hmm. Um, they actually they some people did an interview with uh, Freddie Stroma, the actor for Vigilante. Vigilante yeah. I love the uh, the bit of like the, the the rock and roll bit is like oh yeah you want, I love rock and roll because like you know it's inspired by black culture and like I just I love that bit it was yeah so that was fun. great I lo- I love that I'm also going to talk about that later on with some with, uh, with another piece of media oh yeah the the, the it's like a it's like it reminded me. Of Elvis. Oh, the Elvis biopic that's coming out? Yeah. 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 If they don't yeah, they gotta I mean they gotta right. I mean I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they are. They're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna There's no that, way. Cause, yeah, because like But at the same time, are they gonna like try to be like, oh he was inspired, or are they gonna do it for real and just show that he's straight up stole everything? <laughs> yeah. Well he straight up stole shit. <laughs> he was but I mean this, that's a different podcast. What's <laughs> yeah, different podcast for a different day. Yeah, let's 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 move on. But yeah, Peacemaker obviously phenomenal. But that is, of course, the news of the week, which is which means it is time to move on to our topic this week, which is of course the Joel Schumacher Batman movies. The uh, this was um, just for full transparency. Torrent hasn't fully seen Batman and Robin. <laughs> Yeah, I, bro, that that movie is. He tried. It, it's, it, I can't. He tried. I, 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 I can't. I physically cannot. So yeah, we'll probably have the most to say about Batman Forever because that Batman Forever was just interesting. It like, was interesting. It was like just what a fascinating movie, and we're obviously gonna get into it right now but so yeah let's just get into it batman forever of course released in 1995 with val kilmer as batman but um it starts off joel schumacher seems to really like showing off the batmobile uh but too bad this batmobile is ugly as shit uh i don't don't like it at all oh let's say looks like it has like a skeleton on the front of it yeah it's weird i don't like it but uh (laughs) But yeah, so the so the Batmobile sucked, but Kilmer's bad voice, Kilmer's it's so, dude, his bad voice, I mean, his bad voice, is, but it's also just as Bruce Wayne, Wayne really. But like, yeah, yeah, but his Batman voice was fucking phenomenal. Like, what was going on? He is like, like the, the like you said it before we record uh, we started recording. The closest actor to get to Kevin Conroy, period. Honest, yes, exactly. I'm like, bro. Like that shit is fucking. Like, I, I was like, I was watching it last night, and you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay, we, we're we're getting a suit up, 
We're getting some action like with Two Face or whatever with horrible cheetah print. My God, who designed that? Horrible. Um, and then like I hear I hear his voice. I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. And he's I'm hearing him talk more. I was like, what the fuck? Is that Kevin Conroy? <laughs> it's like it's like fucking like it's like it's like it's like the low key ADR like Kevin Conroy's voice over Val Kilmer. And then I'm hearing him more talk as Bruce Wayne. I was like. This motherfucker's voice. It is just interesting. I was so good. I was mind blown the whole time. So weirdly good. It's so weirdly good. But obviously, uh, so I'm going to talk about this a little bit of Batman and Robin, but that, when he's suiting up, that ass shot, though. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so like his suit, Kilmer's suit looks pretty good, besides the nipples, of course. Uh, and uh, who, it's, who thought of that? Yeah, I don't know. It's Joel Schumacher, probably. <laughs> but, like, his cowl is a lot better and much more form-fitting to the face than Keaton's. It's a good suit. Again, besides the nipples. I know. Like, I, <laughs> I don't understand this movie. Uh, uh, but it, it's 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 good and bad at the same time. Okay, but moving on to the, the, the villains. I can't believe... I, I can't believe Tommy Lee Jones even agreed to do this movie. Because, like, uh, just, I don't know, just the type of actor he is, it doesn't seem... But he, I think he did say, like, he did it for his kids or something, uh, you know, after the fact. But, uh, like, his his dialogue and his performance, he, he's basically just doing the Joker. <laughs> he's just... He's basically just doing the... It's not, it's not all very two-facey, is it? It's, it's, he's pretty much just doing the Joker. It's just, like... I, I think his two-face was pretty good. I just don't like the fucking cheetah print. That's just god awful. That's my, my, my main gripe. About yeah, it. I yeah, I don't know what that was, but uh, yeah, his plan, his plan in the beginning also is basically just the Joker's <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Pretty much, he, he's gonna like rain money on everything and stuff like that, and he was gonna release a fucking thing to kill everyone. And I was like, that's just the Joker. <laughs> but um, Batman has a lot more gadgets in this one. Than he did in the previous Keaton films, and yeah, it was pretty cool to see. Like, because we up to that point, because you know, the grounded sort of take on Batman is he has gadgets, but they're not like Batman has sort of like James Bond esque gadgets usually that like are like weird and don't make a ton of sense, but they're still cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that, so that was cool to see. But like, uh, the CGI. I'm giving a lot of the CGI a pass because it's, yeah, it's, I'm giving it a pass too because it's the mid '90s, you know. But the, the the entire CG Gotham that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's it does not hold up at all. Yeah, doesn't not not at all. Just like I was like I was like look, I was like looking through. Oh, no, I'm not looking through. I was like watching the movie and like the hell the whole helicopter scene. Like they go into to the eye and everything. I was like, bro, this is so bad. Yeah. And there was like another. There was like another shot of like when like it's it's like it's like the, like the headquarters like where like Nigma is working at, and you see the buildings. I'm like, this is so fucking bad. This is like a PBS like show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we finally get our first look at Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne, where he meets Nigma for the first time, and. Boom, random John Favreau. 
this random John Favreau in the background. <laughs> Man, man's in everything. Man is in every. You, do you see him? You see John Favreau? I did see. I did see John Favreau. He's just chilling. Why is he there? I don't know. But um, <laughs> just John Favreau. But uh, you know, I think as time goes on, more and more people seem to dislike Jim Carrey's Riddler. But I like him a lot. <laughs> or maybe I'm just a big Jim Carrey fan. <laughs> but I uh, I like him quite a bit. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's okay. I think is. I just hate the fucking costume though. Uh, the costume's cool, but the pink hair. What is that? Yeah, I don't know what they're going with that. Um, I, I like the cane, though. Yeah, the cane's cool, and he starts off mark. with the bowler hat, but then he, he loses it pretty quick. Yeah. Man, man, did a, had a little glow up. Dude, like, changed his hair and everything. Got rich. Oh yeah, money on him. I want to. I want to get to that. When we get to that, I want to. I want to talk about his his look there. But um, yeah, at this point of the movie, when because you know we saw him as Batman, and I was like, "What the fuck? He's good as Bat. He's like a really good Batman voice. He's he's got like you know the tone down. He's got the vibe down." And then as Bruce Wayne, I was like, "He plays a really solid Bruce Wayne too." I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> I was like, "Why am I liking this so much? I shouldn't be liking this as much as I am." <laughs> but um. This that what the fuck is her name? Uh, the the doctor. Do you remember her name? Chase. Yeah, Chase. Yeah, but like uh, number one, what is with Bruce and blondes? He's been with a blonde in every single one of these movies. Every single I don't one. Know, man. Oh man, he has a thing for blondes. He has a th- he has a thing for blondes for some reason. But also that she is so Ford. Like I was like, she really, back she really off, is. Very, <laughs> what are you doing? She really is like, fucking. <laughs> she really was even towards like Batman. I'm just like, damn. Like, especially towards Batman. I was like, bro, like back the fuck off. What are you doing? Like, just, just weird infatuation with him. Fucking crazy as fuck, bro. Yeah, but uh, I'm not gonna lie. At this point, I could. I, and even when I started, I completely forgot Robin was in it. But uh, I really like the nod to the original Robin costume with the flying yeah, Grayson. With flying, yeah, the flying Graysons. Yeah, I love that. I like that. Even though when Two Face came in and he's like, he's like, you know, gonna fucking kill everyone or whatever until until Batman shows his face. Like Bruce was really ready to like put like expose himself as Batman in that moment. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, 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 no, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm like, oh he's shit, like I'm Batman, and I was like, I was like, oh man, he's really <laughs> like, like, he don't care, like he, like he don't care. I was like, I thought that was, I thought it was really freaking cool, and obviously that doesn't succeed, but you know, I like the fact that he was willing to do it. But you know, even though it's not like a hundred percent accurate origin for Dick, I think it's close enough that I'm not bothered by it. It's pretty good. Like there's oh, yeah, a, oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. This is I was, I was just about to ask like you know, this this is Dick. I see the fucking costume. Yeah, fucking just co- a costume ruined by nipples, bro. Like it's ruined. Yeah, <laughs> you hate to see it. Yeah, because like they gave like they gave Dick like elements of Jason Todd. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's, like, he's, like, like some angsty kid who like, I mean, like, of course you know losing his parents is like you know like. It's traumatic, but still, it's like he's like this cool kid. He rides a motorcycle and shit. Yeah, I wrote yeah, that very, down because like that was the, that was the aspect I didn't like. Very, yeah, very Jason Todd worthy, and I'm like, 
Like, don't don't do that. Like, this this is not it. Yeah, but I thought it was funny when they you know when they take him in. Um, he's <laughs> Bruce, and he, Dick is like ready to leave. He's like, I'm I'm out of here. I did this just for you know, just to get get rid of like the police or whatever the fuck. And Bruce and Alfred are emotionally manipulating Dick hard as fuck. I know. <laughs> Bruce, is, Bruce is, like, talking about the motorcycle or whatever, and he's like, you know, maybe if someone can fix it up, they can have it, you know? And then Alfred comes in with food, and he's like, he's like, he's like, I made food. And Dick's is like, oh, I'm not really hungry or whatever. He was like, oh, I guess I'll feed this to the dogs then, and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, they are guilt-tripping this dude hard. But, uh, (laughs) but like, and then there was that fucking scene and this is where I was like, okay, like at this point I was like, there's some like bad elements to this, but I'm really fucking enjoying this. I haven't seen a scene yet where I'm like, uh, that's, that's really bad. But like the scene where Dick is hanging his clothes to dry is the most extra shit I've ever seen. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) That was the first time where I was like, oh, that's just bad. (laughs) That's just, that's just, that's just bad. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, don't worry, Alfred. I got my own clothes, and he's just doing some shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? What is the I, reason? I, I, Alfred's like, okay, okay, nigga, like, calm down. Yeah. Then after that, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, it's like, okay, I, I officially don't like this dude. Like, this motherfucker's flipping around for no reason around the mansion. Like, I know he's an acrobat, but it's ridiculous, even for th- this movie. <laughs> And obviously he's a douche. Like I even wrote here, like he has some Jason Todd elements in him as well, because he's you know he's like brash or whatever. And then he fucking steals the Batmobile. Oh, it's fucking stupid. I don't know. I was like, so I was like, I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't mind this dick. And then after that, I was like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> I don't like him at all. But like the way Bruce, because you know he fucking you know gets his way into the Batcave because he's an asshole. Uh, the way Bruce talks to Dick about ki- about not killing Two Face, and then refusing to train him was very Batman. That is that is very Batman. I was like, I was like that's that's Batman. <laughs> and then again, I was like, what is happening? Why is this? Why is this so good? And part of me feels like these aspects that that I thought were very accurate and very good that are just kind of tossed in the trash in Batman and Robin which which I'll get to um this is this is the only one of Schumacher's movies that actually says it's a Tim Burton production it's directed by Joel Schumacher but it seems like Tim Burton had some say in some of this stuff because the Tim Burton the Tim Burton production tag is gone in Batman and Robin so it seems like Joel Schumacher had more freedom to do his Joel Schumacherness stuff and Batman and Robin, which obviously turned out how that turned out, um, but but yeah, I thought I thought that scene between uh, you know convincing him not to, or trying to convince him not to kill Two Face was so Batman. It was so Batman, and obviously Two Face ends up dying anyway. But you know, uh, but like okay, so here's here's where I'm going to talk about Jim Carrey's his, his new his new look. That's not when he's not in his regular mode. He's obviously wearing a wig or whatever because he has pink hair by that point uh but when jim carrey has his like normal hair uh he lo- like in it's in some scenes he low-key looks like christian bale you're right you, i I, de- I definitely saw like that whenever i was uh uh drifting in and out of consciousness 
uh, <laughs> I saw I saw like, the the at the party, you know, where he's with Drew Barry uh Drew Barrymore. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker suave as shit. Yeah, I don't know if it's the way he had his hair, but I was like, he really looks like Christian Bale in some of these scenes. And I'm like, do I want to see Jim Carrey in a bat suit? Kind of do. But, <laughs> like, oh, you know what? What? It just clicked. I think I, I think it just clicked why Dick, I don't like Dick. There, I mean, there's elements, obviously, to Jason Todd that I am not a huge fan of. But he Dick kind of reminds me of Topher Grace in Spider Man Three. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I think there's I uh, there, there's some element. Would like would you agree that there's some some elements can, of I, him in there? Yeah, I can I can see that. I think that's probably why I'm not liking him, or at least part of why I'm not liking him. But um, and then it seems like, and I'm gonna get into this in Batman Robin a little bit. But, like, Bruce says, he says, I, I literally wrote it down. I see, he said, quote, I've never been in love before. I was like, bro really just forgets about every love interest he has in every single one of these movies. Like, it's clearly supposed to be in the same continuity. Uh, uh, Dr. Chase or whatever literally makes a reference to Catwoman. So it's obviously, it's in the same timeline. It's in the same continuity, with although it might get erased in the flash uh but it's clearly in the same continuity and he's just like i've never been in love before yes you have bruh <laughs> vicky vale catwoman like like what is your what is your deal my guy <laughs> i don't i don't understand that but it's it's bruce then he like goes to dr chase as Batman, and I was like, honestly, that's kind of an L that Bruce just allowed her to indulge her Batman fantasies. I feel like it's kind of, I don't know. I was like, I was like, why would you do that? But I guess it also yeah. made her realize that she didn't want him. So it's cool, I guess. That's That'd be sick. Yeah, that shit was weird. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, why are you thinking about another person? I mean, you, I mean, it's actually me, but technically another person, yeah, right in front of me. I, I, I'd be sick. And it, yeah, and it's it's like obsession level, which is even weirder. You know, it's a pretty cool sequence uh, sequence when Two Face and Riddler infiltrate Wayne Manor in the Batcave. I thought that was pretty cool, especially because like, what do they do? Like Riddler uh, gets Bruce Wayne's memories or whatever from his invention, which I yeah. actually thought that plot point was pretty interesting. I thought that was yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. It kind of felt something like like a, a plan out like Batman the animated series. I was like, I'm on board with this. For sure. Like, I, I yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Something something you can play around with. You yeah. need to be executed a bit better. Yeah. But I mean apparently this movie was supposed to be darker. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I forgot I forgot exactly what changed, but you know, there's there, there's people out there who were like, release the Schumacher cut and whatnot. But I kinda <laughs> doubt that'll ever happen. But uh I love I wish we got this more in the movie. And it part of what I like uh, something I'm very excited for in the Batman. I love Batman figuring out the riddles. Also, yeah, it gives me fucking memories of when I would try to solve Riddler trophies in Arkham Knight. <laughs> Arkham yeah, games. It actually adds to the detective aspect of Batman, which up until and we're what we're gonna get in the Batman hasn't really been seen. Really, we get yeah. aspects of it in like the Dark Knight. 
and stuff like that, but it's not like a main focus. Like he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. And a lot of the time it's either a lot of the time it's very James Bond than it is, you know, a real detective film. You know what I mean? So that's something that's going to be super exciting in the Batman. But uh, yeah. And at this point he upgrades his suit, uh, him and Robin and the suit's not much of an upgrade. Is it? (laughs) Nope. Like, he loses the yellow bat logo, which is sick, to just the flat, like, it's not good. <laughs> he, went, he went from, uh, he went from hey, 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 that suit's actually pretty good, to, mm, that's not great. <laughs> he went from, he went from carryover to, from Burton's universe to, okay, now we're fully in Schumacher's <laughs> universe, you know what I mean? And then, of course, we get another ass shot, because <laughs> Schumacher seems to love his ass shots. But, uh... Yeah, Robin's suit, though, it's not that bad. It's not great either, but it's not bad. Yeah, and also nipples. The nipples. (laughs) But, you know, know, improve the cape, take out the nipples is actually a pretty good suit. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's also like, "Mm, I don't know. It's a little little too fake ab, a little too fake muscles and stuff like that, but it's not not horrible. Yeah, it's not horrible. horrible. But uh, then we get into, like, this is where the movie, uh, besides the whole dick, the dick stuff, this is where the movie loses me, starts to lose me a little bit. Uh, the, the There's that weird underwater sequence that's a little hard to follow. It just wasn't very good. But, like, it was, it was, like, a, it was like an okay third act and, an, and, like, an okay final, you know, fight. I Like, I like the part where he had to choose between Dr. Chase and Robin and then he asked Riddler or Riddle, and it was. I thought that I thought that was a pretty neat moment, which also sort of reminded me of Batman the Animated Series in a way. But like Two Face, Two Face even died like the Joker. <laughs> you know how he fell. I was like, oh, uh, it's like they didn't even try to hide it. Yeah, obviously they were trying to. They they wanted to recreate another Joker moment with Two Face, in which. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I think it, I think it's like it's cool and it can work, but like, I mean, to me, like I've been watching Batman content for like as long as I can remember. They're just like totally different, yeah, like characters. So it's like when you do something like that, it just kind yeah, of throws two, me off because Two Face is usually like sort of soft spoken, and obviously you can like, actually see the differ differentiation of the two sides. You know, because you know, Two Face is you know, or not Two Face. Uh, Harvey speaks normally, and then Two Face is kind of like he's the you know, he's the darker version. Uh, yeah, and then and then like you know, yeah, like pretty much like yeah, like kind of kind of like he said, he's soft spoken. He's more like he's insane, but yeah, he's like like collected. Yeah, and and this one, he's just cackling like crazy. Yeah. He's just the Joker. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's probably so that explains why they were going with that that cheat that cheetah print look, yeah. Because like they're, they're trying to like make it to where like he's like crazy and everything, but still it's like it it just it just doesn't work. I think maybe it would have been cooler if they made it if they if they were gonna go with that sort of characterization of Two Face. Maybe maybe say like he was influenced or inspired by the Joker. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that could have been could have been cool, but. But yeah, that's that's pretty much the end of Batman Forever. Uh, I'm gonna say it; it's gonna be a very unpopular opinion. Uh, 
very unpopular opinion, but I low-key like this more than Batman Returns. Um, oh, yeah. It was more serious than I... Because I had seen this movie previously, but I hadn't seen it in years. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it was more serious than I remember, and even even the campy parts weren't as extreme as I remember. Val Kilmer was actually amazing. <laughs> and his. I think, I think watching this now, I think his portrayal deserves more credit. And my biggest issues with this movie is pretty much just pacing and... Sometimes, as I pointed out, it gets a little overly campy, like the dick, you know, drying his fucking clothes scene. But I seriously thoroughly enjoyed this movie, I, which I I really was not expecting. Like, I, I went into these movies expecting to hate them. And especially, uh, or in Forever specifically, I came out, I was like, I really fucking like this. <laughs> why, why did I like this so much? So I, I gave it a, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10 too. What were your thoughts on it? Like as a whole, as a whole, I think, I, I mean, kind of like you said, like, I mean, definitely Val Kilmer's Batman is like what makes the movie like way more enjoyable considering his voice and portrayal of Bruce Wayne and Batman. I like his costume. Kind of anything about the Batmobile, kind of anything about Two Face, but I guess it works in some sense. Um, Chase being down fucking tremendously over Batman. Down crazy. Uh, it's okay. But overall, I think the movie is very, very solid. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a theme to where, like, you were even saying it, how, like, Val Kilmer can be, like, he's kind of like inter- interpreted as, like, the Andrew Garfield of Batman. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, because obviously Which everyone I- talks about uh, Keaton and Bale and Affleck and even now Pattinson, even though the movie's not out yet. But like everyone always shits on Kilmer and Clooney. Clooney, we'll get to. Uh, but um, Kilmer, I, I mean, I feel like it's it's sort of the Andrew Garfield effect where they the movie is bad, which you know, fair enough, and then they sort of project that onto Kilmer. Yeah. But take Kilmer out, put him in a better suit, take Kilmer out and place him in a, let's say a, a Batman returns or a Batman 89. He, he's great. He's really good. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and obviously it's the only one he did, which is a little unfortunate, but yeah, I think his, I think his, his, iteration his 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 performance as the character deserves more respect yeah but yeah so you gave it a you gave it a seven out of ten yeah fair fair obviously not the best movie we're not saying we're not saying the movie's great but we're definitely saying it's it's solid it's a, it's a surprisingly it's solid very, very movie. solid yeah but yeah so if you if you either haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a while and you think it's shit maybe give it a maybe give it another shot Maybe I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's by, by that point. Bat, it's like everyone's used to Burton and Batman the Animated Series is fucking it. The Batman the Animated Series, and so getting something maybe a little bit wackier was just super jarring at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so that's Batman Forever. Time to move on <laughs> to Batman and Robin. <laughs> Again, Torrin hasn't seen the movie in full because. Fucking god awful. 
<laughs> so so you don't know how far you got into it before you dropped it. Um, I remember the beginning. Um, like I mean, like it was like Batman and Robin chasing down like Mister Freeze, and they figure out like Mister Freeze or whatever. Um, yeah, and so I blanked let, out. Let's blanked let's out. go through it, and you can say like <laughs> that's like this is where it fucking ended, but like. So, like I said earlier, the movie is noticeably missing the a Tim Burton production tag. So, Burton was not on board after Batman Forever. Uh, Joel Schumacher really loves his ass shots of Batman, especially in this one. Although the Batgirl ass shot was notably missing. I wonder why. <laughs> but there was, there was tit shots. Because, <laughs> of course, there were. There were. But um, the Batmobile, it's even worse than Batman Forever. <laughs> so, I was like... I was like, man, these Batmobiles are just not it. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But, like, there was a Superman reference. Clooney was like, Superman. this is why Superman works alone. Basically shits on Robin. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, fair enough. But, like, uh, again, like the forever Robin suit, The besides the nipples, the Robin suit is pretty solid without the nipples. I like his Robin suit a lot. But, lose, lose the cape. Give the nipples. Awesome. Yeah, pretty solid suit. But yeah, I don't like the Mr. Freeze design, but I don't hate Schwarzenegger in the role. I think he I think he could actually be a pretty good Mr. Freeze if he was given like better dialogue on on like some Terminator shit. I think he could actually be a solid Mr. Freeze, but the fact that he just makes a bunch of stupid ass one-liners, everybody needs to chill. It's shit like that. <laughs> it's shit like that. <laughs> like, it's fucking ridiculous, and I hate it. But, like, the the beginning action sequence, it, you compare it to Batman Forever, the beginning action sequence of Batman Forever is actually pretty good. And then you compare it to the beginning action sequence of Batman and Robin, and it's fucking awful. <laughs> like, I've seen better action sequences in the CW shows. And it's like, and it's like I just wonder if, like, or not I wonder, like, Schumacher definitely had more creative freedom on this one compared to Forever, and that's why the wackiness is, like, dialed up to fucking 15 <laughs> compared to Batman Forever. But, like, he gets, like, they're on, like, a rocket or whatever, and then, like, uh, God, this this movie's a fucking fever dream. Uh, th- uh, George Clooney is, is on a rocket, and, and Robin fucking hangs on to it, and Mr. Freeze jumps out, and Mr. F- like, Freeze really jumped out of the rocket and deployed these, like, little itty-bitty fairy wings. Like, that's gonna, like, that's gonna make it glide but i guess it works i don't, I don't know i guess it works i guess i guess it works i don't know but uh i cut forever uh some slack on the cgi department but now that it's 1997 and it, yeah. this is pretty much the era where they wanted to cgi everything and but the technology just wasn't there a lot of this looked really goddamn awful <laughs> Like, they're, like, sliding off buildings, and they all look fucking rubbery, and... I mean, it, it, yeah, it's it's late 90s CGI, which is... I, 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 don't, I can't think of a single 90s movie that had, like, solid CGI. There's some movies that handled it better than other, others, but it's, it's pretty much all pretty dated. Uh, but, yeah, this one, this one specifically is really goddamn bad. But, like, I, like, at this point, this is, like, 13 minutes into the movie, and I was already bored as fuck. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, I saw Batman Forever. I was like, this is surprisingly solid. Maybe Batman and Robin the same is the same way. And 13 minutes in, I'm like, fucking Christ, this movie. 
<laughs> this movie's fucking boring. <laughs> and it's like, I don't hate a lot of the ideas. Like, I don't hate some of the ideas with this version of Poison Ivy and the Bane stuff, but the execution is just so odd. And, like, credit where credit is due, the Bane design is pretty solid. But if only he didn't fucking talk like a zombie. He's like, Bane. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's fucking weird. Like, but, uh, yeah, so they just, for Poison Ivy, they just redid the Catwoman or uh, Catwoman origins in returns for Ivy in this. Like, her boss gets, like, mad at her for snooping, and then he goes to kill her, and then, she and she's, like, this dorky, nerdy chick, and then all of a sudden, she's, like, this really, like, banging, like, sultry-voiced woman, or whatever, and it's, like, it's 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 just weird. <laughs> it's just it's just so they redid the Joker in Batman Forever, and then they redid Catwoman in Batman and Robin, essentially. Uh, but like, it and at this point, it dawned on me that the scientist who tried to kill Ivy was is is the same guy who played Doctor Savannah's dad in Shazam. Oh, whose name is John Glover, who has actually been in a few DC related things. He was obviously in Batman and Robin and Shazam. He played Lionel Luther in Smallville, and he played the Riddler in Batman uh, Batman the Animated Series. I'm actually going to start watching Smallville, like, soon. I, 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 probably, probably tonight. I debated with myself whether I wanted to watch Smallville or not, and a couple of times I was like, do I want to watch Smallville? And every time I'm like, no. It's like, what, fucking ten seasons? And it's just... Um, oh, ten seasons? I can finish that shit in three weeks. Yeah, you're almost fucking done with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, shit's easy. Where, where are you on Brooklyn Nine Nine? Actually, I'm like on season 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 six, episode like fourteen. Jesus Christ! Yeah, almost. You're almost there. You're almost at the end. Could, could have been on season seven, but Hulu wasn't fucking up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Uma Thurman is. Oh, oh my god, down bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In this, her final design is fucking weird. It does not do her uh, any I'm favors. I'm in general. Yeah, I know, I know. But like in this, specifically her poison ivy outfit, again was not doing her any favors. Although in the beginning, when she like first becomes poison ivy, she comes out, she kind of looks comic accurate, and she yeah. looks pretty freaking good. But um, yeah, Uma Thurman is doing this weird British accent for her for her ivy voice. I don't know what the fuck it is, but yeah, she's doing this weird British accent. And it's like, for Batman and Robin, or for and ba- for Batman Forever, and now Batman and Robin, all these Schumacher villains have the just random women by their side, because <laughs> like Two Face had the had those two like so like devil and angel type women, which was weird on its own. I was like, okay, random, but all right. And, but like Freeze in this one has has a woman by his side, which is weird, because you know. He's still trying to cure his wife. <laughs> and But, like, this movie's so fucking weird. Like, Barbara in this isn't Gordon's daughter for seemingly no reason. Like, it's such a random thing to change. But, like, she's related to Alfred instead, which is, again, right. such a random thing to change. So, I think, I, mean, I forgot her name. I, mean, I forgot her last name in this. But it's, it's her name is still Barbara, but it's not Barbara Gordon. Barbara Pennyworth. No, not Barbara Pennyworth. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh yeah, I'm looking it up. Yeah, right look, now, look it up. I was looking at it. it is Barbara Wilson. 
why? <laughs> just... I, mean, I don't know. Like, like it, it's like I mean, it would be different if like they wanted to introduce another bad woman or bad girl as Alfred's daughter, which is fine. Yeah, but you, then you got to make it Barbara, which is yeah, I guess Barbara. Does it doesn't doesn't make any sense? But like, Dick is down horrendous <laughs> for, for for Barbara. He's he's like God dang. But uh, like, I'm not sure. And and Barbara's character was just so fucking weird. Like, I'm not sure. I'm like, I wasn't sure what Barbara's angle was. Like, she just dipped. Like, she came and then she fucking dipped. But yeah, I, I like the I like the sequence. Uh, Pam tries to call out Bruce at like this public thing, or he's trying to like reveal a like a like a telescope or something or whatever the fuck. And there's not much to it. I just thought it was a really good scene. She like tries to call him out, and Bruce is just like. Yeah, like I see what you're going for, and I I respect it, but like, y- y- this is not a good plan. <laughs> so, that was a pretty that was a pretty good scene. Um, yeah, but like, <laughs> then, then we get to this like party sequence, and Poison Ivy's there, and she seduces like everyone, and Batman and Robin are fighting over Poison Ivy, and, and then Batman he, he he takes out the Bat card, and I was like, woo, the Bat card, yeah, but fucking. Yeah, Alfred is by far the most consistent character throughout these four movies. Yeah, he's consistently definitely. the goat. But um, yeah, I forgot. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier. I, I wanted to bring this up. I've, uh, they're clearly treating the women in these Batman movies like James Bond girls. Are you familiar with Bond girls? No. Uh, essentially, they just change every movie. His love interest just changes every movie, no matter what happens in the last one. They change every fucking movie, so that's exactly what's happening in these movies. They just change every movie, no matter how entwined they were in the previous film, because um, he has he has uh, George Clooney's Batman has another love interest in this, who's blonde, <laughs> always blonde. Uh, he has another love interest in this, who has no real effect on the story this time, so it's even more of an afterthought. Uh, but yeah, so uh, a different, a different, a different woman. But like Barbara races bikes in this because like her parents are dead or something. Because because I guess it's a requirement for Batman's recruits to be orphans. But like she races bikes and she almost dies and Dick saves her and he and he's like the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's such a the final design for Poison Ivy is fucking horrible. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what they were thinking. It does, yeah. It just doesn't make Uma Thurman look great. Uh, but Alfred's dying, so that's happening too. <laughs> like this movie's so fucking all over the place. Alfred's dying. Uh, at this point, I, I don't even know how. It, it's maybe like thirty minutes into the movie, maybe an hour, maybe. Like we're at, so we're at least halfway through the movie, and the movie already feels like it's goddamn three hours long. I was like, holy shit. Like, I remember I was like, I was like, we're nearing the end, right? And I pause it and it's like, there's an hour left. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but both Dick and Barbara found out about Batman and the Batcave and all that because they were both nosy fucking nerds. <laughs> Dick gets in there because he's a fucking, he's doing acrobat shit and he fucking kicks the door open or whatever. And Barbara, uh, figures it out because Alfred's fucking dying and she give and he gives her a thing to give to Alfred's brother and she's like well I'm definitely getting into this I'm figuring this shit out and gets into it and, you know but Alfred 
the goat that he is, it's like, yeah, I definitely knew you were going to fucking be snooping and shit. So <laughs> he, he pre-recorded a thing and he was, he was like, I knew you were going to be a, a nosy little bitch. So like here, here's a fucking, I made you a goddamn Batgirl suit. <laughs> and she was like, sick. <laughs> but, uh, the, they get new suits and it's the suits with the silver lining and shit. And it just does not look good. And the final battle was also fucking cheeks. Uh, th- there was a scene at the end where Batman convinced Mr. Freeze to do the right thing, which I actually thought was pretty solid, but man, and, and it's like, by the end, this movie felt like it was goddamn five hours long. It was so boring. Everyone in it sucked. George Clooney, well, I didn't even talk about George Clooney at all. George Clooney has the ingredients to be the best Batman but him or Joel Schumacher, uh, I don't know who, just does nothing with it. He's a good Bruce Wayne because he's fucking George Clooney. Like, he's just kind of automatically a really goddamn good Bruce Wayne. But, like, nothing... The I, dropped f- I dropped my mic. I dropped my mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was terrifying. What the fuck was that? <laughs> God damn it, what was I talking about? <laughs> Man just screamed out of nowhere. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, he's George Clooney, so he's automatically a, a good Bruce Wayne. But like, it, nothing changes when he's in the suit. He's just, he's just, he doesn't, when he's in the suit, I'm like, that's Batman. I'm, I'm like, no, that's George Clooney in a Batman suit. Like, he does nothing to differentiate himself from Bruce Wayne and Batman. He's just Bruce Wayne in a Batman suit. And which which just sucks because again he has all the ingredients to be the best Batman. He has a fucking phenomenal voice. He's he's George Clooney, so he automatically has like that sort of vibe to be Bruce Wayne. But yeah, he just does nothing with it. The changes to Barbara's character are completely unnecessary, and Dick is just fucking insufferable in this. The best the best part of this movie is Alfred. Think about that. The best thing in a Batman movie is Alfred. That should not happen. <laughs> that should not happen. But yeah, this movie was fucking atrocious. Atrocious. I didn't expect to dislike it as much as I did. I was like, because I went in, I know what Batman and Robin is. I know it's a fucking trash camp fest. But even then, I was still like, Jesus Christ, this movie is fucking god awful. There are aspects of, of it that. I, I semi like 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 Alfred <laughs> and there was some there was some stuff towards the end I, I I didn't mind and stuff like that so I didn't think it was it was like the worst movie I've ever seen but it was still fucking atrocious so I gave it a two out of ten <laughs> yeah and I gave it a negative because I can't finish it <laughs> bro you know how you know how bad a movie gotta be before my TV started malfunctioning <laughs> what was it even doing. Like it, it was like uh like what, what happened was, first off my internet went off right. I was like okay, I was like okay, you know it's just an internet problem. Then my Hulu crashed, and then uh I was like you know it's a sign I shouldn't watch the movie, so I just I just didn't watch it. <laughs> I and then, but then to add on to that, when I try to watch it, I kept falling asleep, so I just exited out. Yeah, fair enough. Shit, really like I I even thought at some point. I paused the I, I paused the movie because I was like, 
like it really felt like I was there for for like four hours. And I looked at the time. By the time the movie was finished, only two hours had passed. I like I literally thought I was convinced by the end that I was like, did I pause the movie and go do something for a while and then come back to this? But no, two it was just two hours and it felt like a fucking eternity. Mm. Two hours of my life I'll never get back. I don't regret it, like that. And, and Batman and Robin was like the only Batman movie I hadn't seen. I'd seen clips of it and stuff like that, but like I I'd, I'd seen obviously Batman eighty nine and Batman Returns and. I'd seen Batman Forever years ago, but yeah, I, I'd never seen Batman Robin except clips here and there. And man, that shit was bad, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the Schumacher Batman movies. <laughs> Batman Forever, surprisingly solid. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Give Kilmer a chance. Bring him back. Screw Keaton. Throw him out of the Flash movie. Reshoot everything with Kilmer. Don't actually do that. Don't do that. Apparently, he's hard to work with, and that's part of the reason why he didn't return as Batman. But but he was surprisingly good, surprisingly good. And Batman Forever or Batman Forever, Batman and Robin was goddamn atrocious. But yeah, that was the Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Uh, next week, of course, we're going to be continuing continuing Batman month with the Dark Knight trilogy. Hip hip hooray! Uh, and then of course, the week after that, it's t- it's the Batman time. <laughs> Just fucking nuts. It's oh, so close. So close. Scarily close. But yeah. Is that the show? That is the show. But thank you guys for listening to the Avengers podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avengers on Twitter. That's A-V-E-N-G-E, nerds, all one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at Torrentino on Twitter. Where can they reach you? They can reach me at it's Zenith underscore on Twitter. Sounds good. We have a Discord. If you'd like to join the conversation there, those will be linked in the show notes. You can check our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show and app on Apple Podcasts. If you could leave five stars in review, it would really help us out. Thanks again for listening to Avengers Podcast. We'll see you next week. Later. Never goddamn watching Batman and Robin again. Oh, I should have I said that. Don't watch Batman and Robin. Yeah, don't watch Batman and Robin. <laughs>